Shade Smooth Operator Remastered. Make sure you check it out on Spotify. With that said, welcome back to another episode of God Live B2B Jam Session where we're unleashing and leading the future of work. Happy Friday all over the world. For some of you all, it's Saturday if you are tuning in from international waters. Hope you're having a great day today, but more importantly, hope you had a great week. You were safe, you were abundant, you took care of yourself, you took care of your family, but more importantly, you took care of yourself. As always, you know, I've been saying this all week for the last few weeks now. Rest in peace to the late, great Chadwick Boseman. Miss him dearly. Please go watch all of his movies. I beg you. Please, please, please go do it. With that said, today, have a special guest with me. Actually, I have two guests with me. Our first is Kim Ferrante, who is a guide creator. She's part of one of our early adopters, early access members who is a part of our guide movement. movement. And she's leading a movement of her own and actualized, which is her coaching services to provide you with a space where you can explore and harness your inner wisdom for actualization and meet yourself in alignment. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about with her personal development. She's going to be sharing a bit about her framework on how she furthers herself in her professional life or personal life. And what does that mean in a post-COVID, not even a post-COVID-19, we're still kind of going through COVID-19 in certain states. Some states are having fun. Like I talked to my friends in, in Texas, they're not going through COVID-19, they're going out and about. But for those of you who are still going through this metamorphosis that we're all experiencing due to COVID-19, her personal development framework may be for you and can be super useful. So with that said, tune in, be a part of the conversation, tell a friend to tell a friend, please share this with your LinkedIn, your Twitter, whoever else is near you, and join in on the conversation that we're going to have with the amazing Kim Ferrante. Kim, hey. Hi, everyone. Hi, Tim. How are you? <laughs> we're doing well. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. The humidity has broken here in Rhode Island. We're having a little bit of fall weather here today. So I'm kind of embracing it with my sweater. Yeah. And I'm um, kind of, you know, 
going to snuggle up tonight. So, <laughs> well, tell, Kim, tell us a little bit about how long have you been living in Rhode Island and, you know, doing what you're doing with Actualize? Yeah. So there's a saying in Rhode Island, when you're Rhode Island born and Rhode Island bred, and when you yeah. die, you're going to be Rhode Island dead. <laughs> we're kind of lifers here in Rhode Island. And, yeah. you know, we're kind of a unique state because we're the smallest state in the country. Wow. And we're sandwiched between New York City and Boston. So I have to say in terms of, like, location, you know, we have, you know, kind of like this real good, like, metropolitan area. And then we're, we're like, really close to Europe. So I love it. It's not that I'm not, like, opposed to any other state. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so I've been living in Rhode Island my whole entire life. I did do a little, um, I used to work for um, uh, prisons up in Massachusetts. And so wow. I was in Massachusetts for a while. And then I dropped down to New Jersey during my college days. But other than that, I've been Rhode Island through and through. Wow. Rhode Island girl in the house, in the building. If you are tuning in from Rhode Island and you love you some Kim Ferrante, show us some love. East you know, Coast. East Coast love. Show us some East Coast love. Kim, we'd love for you to share a little bit about Actualize, right? So how long have you been on your personal development journey? Because, you know, we've been grateful. I've been grateful to know you for quite some time as a friend of yours, mm -hmm. virtually now. But how long have you been really on this personal development journey where you're kind of taking control of your career, but also how you grow and develop it. How did that inspire actualize? Yeah, so um, I'm still evolving and I'm still yeah. trying to strive towards my actualization. I think we all are. And, you know, I've been in um, the mental health field for almost 20 years now. Hmm. And um, I've always been inclined and inspired by Abraham Maslow. And for those who don't know you know him, um, he is or was a developmental psychologist um, who studied uh, motivation in human beings. Hmm. And in my early high school days, I learned about uh, Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm. And what his theory says is that people are kind of motivated um, to make sure that they're having their physical needs uh, met, their emotional needs met, but the ultimate goal is to be self-actualized. And there's a pyramid. And I know everybody mm. has seen that because that pyramid is used in all different industries and can be um, retooled for different aspects of your business or your own personal journey. So that's where I was inspired by um, being actualized. And I think that, you know, probably about 10, 15 years ago, you know, I had a good job. I had a good life. You know, I'm really grateful for what I have, but I was just really kind of in a dark place. Mm. I felt like internally and I was just like, you know, it's really important to have this internal locus of control, right? It's like, I think as humans, sometimes we want to externalize and be like, oh, it's their fault. It's because of this. And what I realized is I had to look in the mirror one day and be like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what can I do to change the way I feel about myself? And so I really started studying a lot of like, you know, spiritual development and personal growth. And mm. I've always had that personal inclination um, to want to move forward. So that's kind of where I've begun and where I always, I think, will be to you know you know it's so powerful you mentioned internal locus of control you know i found when i talk to people a lot of people see life as happening to them versus that they're they're leading or designing their own life i want you to dive deep a little bit on that you know how do we take control of our own internal locus of control and realize that so for me, um, again, inspired by Abraham Maslow, um, I sort of came up with these things called actual steps. Okay? Mm. And so the first A uh, stands for acceptance. You know, and Tim, our world is full of change and challenge, you know, but when you can 
try to surrender to what is rather than trying to worry about the past or predict the future. Mm. You know, peace is on that other side of the promise, you know, and it's, it's easier said than done. And I'm not trying to say that it's easy, but it's, it's through that work. Okay. The second piece is the C, which is commitment and commitment is work, but we're so good at committing to other people, other experiences, but we don't work for ourselves. We always work for other people. So it's really kind of embodying that ability to make that commitment to yourself and understand that this is a journey and we're constantly evolving and, you know, and iterating on ourselves and trying to improve upon ourselves. And it's really through identifying the pain points and then like kind of struggling through the course correction, which kind of helps you through your commitment stage. The C is transcendence. And this is my favorite piece. And basically transcendence is moving beyond the physical to something greater than yourself. And that's like kind of towards the actualization piece, right? And so whether it's through church or spirituality or creativity or nature, or even physics and universal kind of stuff. So my, one of my favorite people is Neil deGrasse Tyson. So for he is an astrophysicist an educator, a motivational speaker, and he talks about his cosmic perspective. And this is what I love about this work, Tim, because you can science, politics, you know, um, culture, art, it all weaves into it. And basically I'm paraphrasing here. So forgive me, Neil, if you're listening today, Um, he talks about how we are in the universe. We are part of the universe, but more important, the universe is in us. Mm. And every time I say that I get like chills because when you really kind of just take a moment and be really reflective, when you understand that piece, you realize that there's boundless opportunity, Mm. you know, and we hold the inner wisdom. The you is universal. And that basically just kind of ties us together as all living beings. And that as humans, we have a natural inclination to evolution, right? The A is for alignment. So it's really about speaking your truth. You talk about this, Tim, you you help me through your, you coaching me. What is your why, right? What's your purpose? Why are you doing this? And what, what drives you, what gets you up in the morning? Like what gets you going? And by finding that you can kind of settle into this harmony a little bit and then begin to learn about those things. Like, so for example, I kind of wanted to shift into product development. I knew nothing about that, but that was really inspiring to me. So I learned about it. I took courses. I took a course with you and then creating those networks in love. This is the L this is the last bit. (laughs) it's not just loving your neighbor, Hmm. loving yourself first. It's self-compassion because when we embrace the shadow and the light side, and Carl Jung talks about this, the shadow Hmm. side, we all got it, right? We all have these parts of us and we really have to kind of merge them together in a place of love and harmony because we, I believe, and through the readings and the work that I've kind of, you know, really get impassioned for is that we are programmed, right? You know, like we are told all the time, like you can't do this and this is wrong and everything's polarized. And I kind of go back to the, you know, public enemy, don't believe the hype. <laughs> you do not believe the hype. True. Right? Like, like 
we can make those changes inside of us. And it's also about connecting to people like, like you, like you helped me get out of my comfort zone. And I'm really grateful for that. You know, it's really about meeting people and loving yourself. So that's my little bit of a framework and um, hope it helps you guys. No, that's a powerful framework. And you know why it's so powerful is that, especially in times like this, there's a lot of people who are buying into the hype. Oh, it's COVID-19. You can't do this. You know, you can't pivot your career or you can't start a new business. And even for me as an entrepreneur, you know, you see a lot of people who hate, you know, we call them haters, right? But it's it's very doable if you believe in yourself, but also understand that there's boundless potential, as you mentioned. You know, is there mantras or are there books that you encourage people to read so they keep this top of mind? Because people are programmed a certain type of way, as you said, but they can change their own programming, which is what you're also saying, right? Right. And you know, and again, and I and I want to just highlight, you know, I'm you know, I'm sitting here, you know, behind the screen, you guys don't know me. You know, we all have struggle. And I want to just share this. And somebody taught me this, a spiritualist of mine who I hold dear to my heart. She told me that there's only there's only two emotions in life. There's love and there's suffering. Ooh. Okay. And at any moment we go down, right? That. And I have suffered and there is a lot of suffering in this world and it breaks my heart. And I'd be remiss to not bring up that today is 9-11. And there are many people that have lost their lives, um, you know, in this horrible, you know, attack on America. And I just want to say that there's so much suffering with everything going on in this world, the isms, the negativity. And it's just, so I just want to say that it's hard. It's hard, but it's not impossible. So, one of my earlier people that I connected with is Don Miguel Ruiz. Do people know him? Yeah, the 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 Four Agreements. Yeah. Let us know if you know some 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 Don Miguel Ruiz. Have you read the Four Agreements? Show us some love in the comments. Yeah. So Don Miguel Ruiz, please, 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 Four Agreements. They're such simple, like kind of these portable mm -hmm. kind of agreements, but they're so impactful, you know. And so. I'm not hundred percent. Like, I don't want to talk all about them because I would do them injustice. But the first <laughs> one is, is be impeccable with your word. And yeah. so not just be kind to others through their, through your words, but be kind to yourself. You know, don't be negative. The other one is don't take anything seriously. Mm. Now, when people speak unkind to you or they act unkind to you, that's a reflection of them. Yeah. Not you. So yeah. that's, and that's really hard because I struggle with that one. Um, don't make assumptions. We all do, right? Like we kind of play this thing in our head because of these programs. Like they're not calling me back because they don't like me. Or, <laughs> I do that all the time. Right. I'm Italian and I get like, what do you mean you're not calling me back? <laughs> get on that. So it's like I get, you know, so it's about- or that, or that job didn't accept me because I'm not good enough. Exactly, Tim. Yeah. Exactly. You know, all these automated responses that come back to us, you know, and it's- we feel like we're not like humanized and that's, that can really wear on us. So don't make assumptions and ask the questions, right? Like, and speak what you want. Your people aren't mind readers either. You know, yeah. and I do that myself. I'm really guilty of that. I need to tell people what I want. Yeah. I need to ask for help. I can't make assumptions, you know? And the last one is always do your best. Like always do your best and don't judge yourself because Given on a day, you may be having a little anxiety, you know, you may be feeling under the weather. You might just found out that someone in your family's sick. So it's, again, it's this constant moving kind of target and we got to just kind of sink in. 
But I will leave you with a couple other people that I love. Alan Watts. Anybody heard of Alan Watts? Alan Watts. I've heard of Alan Watts. He's amazing. So Alan Watts, again, was a philosopher and motivational speaker and believed in a lot of Buddhist principles. Hmm. Listen to his stuff on YouTube. Super awesome. And then I will say, just like Neil deGrasse Tyson, I love his quotes and I so love lines from him. (laughs) Definitely him. And he's got Star Talk, his podcast. Listen to it. It's like awesome. Um, But finally, I'll leave you with Viktor Frankl. So Viktor Frankl was an existential psychologist and Holocaust survivor. And he has this quote. And again, it just, I want to leave this with people today um, because I think it can be used for everything. And I'm going to read it because I don't want to mess it up. But he says, between stimulus and response, there's a space. Yeah. And in that space is power to choose your response. And in our response lies our growth in freedom. And man, I'm telling you, every time I read that too, it just sinks in. Um, and it goes back to one thing I, I want to share. When I worked in the prison system, right? Oh. I worked in there for five years. And I learned so much from these men um, that were serving time for various you know, offenses. And some of these men were doing life sentences, right? And they, they went in at 20 and were never getting out. And what I learned from them is some of them had the most unbelievable sense of peace and freedom I have ever seen in my life. And mm-hmm. talk about personal development. These men came from real bad conditions, you know, underserved populations. They were highly educated, highly spiritual. Mm-hmm. And they basically told, taught me that it's a mindset, right? So I'll leave you with that today, Tim. Yeah, no, that's so powerful, Kim. That's so powerful. You know, it's what what you what you said. I think so many people around the world need this right now, especially as we currently read that millions, over thirty million people are, are facing unemployment and are just struggling to, to transition. You know, tell us a little bit more about where our people can connect with the actualized movement that you're building and some of your coaching services as well. So. Um, I'm, I'm into simplicity. I know I talk a lot, but I mean, I'm, I'm really into simplicity. And, and honestly, I, I truly believe that um, the wisdom lies within you. And so basically, I'm just a conduit for that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to necessarily tell you what to do. Um, if you want my opinion, I'll share with you my own experiences and how I think I can help better serve you. But it's really about this co-creation together. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I use this thing, what I call um, determinants of well-being, and it's a wheel. It's kind of like this. It's a it's an engagement wheel that I've actually had created, and so we can kind of start with there from like a starting point, and then um, there's obviously this talk, um, of course, coaching. But I also started what I call wellness walk walking, mm. and what it is is I'm a big believer in the mind body um, soul connection. And so people can move with intention, right? It's about really being intentional about your experience mm-hmm. because when we move our body, we're, we're, and, and when we're thinking and creating, we really kind of create this rhythm, this vibrational rhythm that can ripple out and into the world. And it kind of helps you sink in, right? Because if you're, I'm a physical person, I have a lot of fire in me, so I go to move, yeah. right? But some people like to just sit 
So I give people the opportunity and it also helps with health, right? Because we're moving, um, we can take a walk in nature, we can take a walk by water and just be really easy and simple about it because this doesn't have to be hard, Tim, you know? That's powerful. That's powerful. Please check out actualizedcoachingservices.com and connect with Kim, the conduit. <laughs> that should be your nickname, Kim, Kim, the conduit. All right. You just named it. <laughs> Kim, it was such an honor having you on the show today. You know, if there is one profit takeaway you can leave our amazing guy community with, what would it be? I would just say, just be yourself, hmm. be authentic. And in this world, it's so hard to be that way. I mean, you, you think that it is would be easy given like all of our social media platforms, but it's really hard, you know, because it's fear, right? Fear holds us back. Fear has held me back for so long. And I would just say, you know, try to break through that a little bit, be who you are, um, embrace it all and really connect with people like you, Tim. I mean, honestly, I'm so thankful for your friendship. Um, and you really believed in me and I honor that. Oh, thank you, Kim, for, for coming on the show and showing us so much love and, and abundance. Kim, can we please have you on for a future episode? You better. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully when you write the book, hopefully when you write the book, your next book, because we, we definitely would love to, to show you more love on, on, on the show. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Talk soon, Kim. All right. Everyone have a good day. Happy Bye. Bye. And that was Kim Ferrante. Uh, coming up next, we have an amazing guest in Dan Moore, who is the CEO of Vaporware. And he's going to be sharing a little bit more about that with you soon. But what did you think about Kim and her thoughts on this framework that you can use to take more control of your personal development? I think it's a powerful framework. I think we should all be applying it and definitely look up some of the work that Viktor Frankl and all the other amazing cognitive psychologists in the past have done and, and looked into when it comes to self-development and actualization and really focusing on your locus of control. With that said, we're going to take a little bit of a break, play some smooth jazz by Mr. Boney James. It's called Butter. And we are going to have our next guest come up so we can dive deep on him on what he's building and leading with his company, Vaporware. All right, y'all. Talk to y'all soon. Thank you. 
That is Ride featuring Jaheem, Boney James and Jaheem. I feel like that's a throwback. That's a throwback for some of you all who are into Boney James Jaheem. Show us some love if you are familiar with that track. With that said, I'm super excited to show love to my next guest on the Guy Live B2B Jam session, the hottest B2B Jam session, not only on the West Coast, but also in Oakland and the world. <laughs> excited to have on a friend, Dan Moore, who is the CEO of Vaporware, he's a Georgia Tech graduate. He's a trained computer scientist who particularly loves to build amazing products at scale. And he's going to be sharing a little bit about some of the work that he does with Vaporware, but also we're going to be diving deep on the future of work and what he's seen in terms of technology trends that are taking place during and post COVID-19 as we all experience it. And a little bit about how Vaporware helps tech business leaders automate, innovate, and modernize their workforce, which is really, really, really cool. We're going to dive deep a little bit about what inspired him to build the business. But also, where does he see things going now with so much changing within the world of work? With that said, let's show some, let's show Dan some love. And if you already know about Vaporware, show us some love in the comments as well. Dan, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me, Tim. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Yeah, it's it's great to be here. This is awesome. I love the jam that you got going on. It's a great vibe. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. You're based in Raleigh, correct? Yeah, yeah, East Coast. So East Coast. Yeah. If you are if you're tuning in from the East Coast, please show us some love 
on the show. Make sure you check Man Out on the East Coast. Then we'd love for you to share a little bit about, you know, how long have you lived in the East Coast? And, you know, is that where you all started building vaporware? Yeah, so I grew up in the Southeast, uh, spent a little time out West a couple summers, but that was about it. Um, yeah. But I uh, went to Georgia Tech, as you mentioned, grew up in North Carolina, uh, but always always traveled around the world and um, just kind of kept coming back. It's it's home to some degree, so yeah, love it here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, home is important, man. You know, for me personally, found home in Oakland uh, after uh, living in Seattle for a while, so it's really, really crucial. We'd love for you to share a little bit about, you know, what inspired you to, to kind of start building your own business? Thankfully, you didn't start building it during the economic downturn we're all facing. Vaporware has been around for quite some time, but what inspired you to start building Vaporware? Yeah, so I, I graduated uh, back in 2010, uh, right after the the last huge financial crisis, and uh, was at a couple of big enterprises. So Cisco uh, joined a, a medium um, size service provider working on data centers, and was just really far away from customers and their products, and uh, went from computer science to like system architect to uh, eventually found found product management and uh, how customers or, or how our clients, uh, business owners take their products to market. So just being able to do that, we, we accidentally fell into consulting and doing this for other people yeah. uh, instead of like setting out, that wasn't our mission. Our mission was to uh, leave our last jobs. So we were successful at that. And uh, we just thought that there was a, a better way to do things. and. Um, Ended up, you know, it was a really strong startup community uh, back when we got started doing this in 2013. Um, and since then, we've moved more like up markets, uh, medium sized businesses, more enterprises. So, um, yeah. So for you, you know, think about, you know, let's go back, you know, building a company or starting a business through a recession. You know, what was that or like an economic downtime? What was that like? Do you remember that kind of the early days and some of the challenges that you all faced? Yeah, definitely. I think finding that market fit and that market need was huge for us. So we're we're pretty risk adverse as, as far as uh, startup founders go. Um, and so like we bootstrapped uh, the whole thing. And wow. just from from the early, early days, we were like finding particular clients and solving their problems, just being really flexible in what we do. Um, and, and that allowed us to like capture a market that that uh, no one else was servicing at the time. So, um, you know, that's, I think that's, that was pretty unique and a, and a really good opportunity. Um, and since then things have changed probably, I don't know, 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it's, it's hard to stay on top of, but, um, like we see that happening again now, uh, definitely want to talk about some of that, that future work. So, yeah, yeah, no, we definitely need to dive deep on that. You know, also, you know, we because we have a lot of entrepreneurs within our, our guide community and, you know, part of our movement. You know, for you, what are the two to three takeaways that anyone who wants to start a business like a vaporware needs to have in mind, right? Like, especially in the early days when you're trying to find product market fit and you're trying to build a stable business. Yeah, great question. So product market fit is really about understanding your customer and understanding their needs. Um, uh, when we started and still to somewhat to this day, like it's not something you find once and you hang on to. Mm -hmm. So um, finding a problem and solving a problem always opens up new problems and new opportunities and, and helps you expand and move forward. Um, but 
that first step of, of solving a problem, like we've launched, I don't know, 10 products of our own, not our clients, uh, over those past seven years. And, um, they've solved pieces to problems. Mm -hmm. Um, but that learning experience that you go through and, and being able to adapt to those changes and problems, I think is, is probably one of the most important things. So a lot of people come in and hit the ground running and being like, Oh, if I build it, all these customers are going to come. It's going to be amazing. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And, uh, that's never how it happens. So, <laughs> that's not how business or product management works, nope. man. <laughs> so, so yeah, just really knowing that problem and being completely flexible on the solution side, I think was the hardest thing uh, that, that we teach and that we work on. Mm, that's so powerful. So be flexible on the solution side, but really nail and be passionate about the problem if you're ever building a, a business or you're a founder in the early days. Exactly. Yeah, that's powerful, man. So we'd love for you to share a little bit about there's a lot going on in tech right now, man. And, you know, you seem to be a, a tech purist and really passionate about the space because you work with so many different companies and can consult with them. You know, COVID-19 has changed a lot of things for a lot of organizations. We changed things for our business. It changed things for a lot of organizations who were not modernized before then. You know, what are some of the trends that you've been keeping track with, two to three trends that have really been, like, interesting to you or that you're excited about from a future of work standpoint? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, so we weren't a modern business either. Uh, so even though that's the kinds of businesses and the kinds of products that we build, um, how we did our business was, um, we're very bespoke. Like we don't have a ton of automation. Um, we, uh, built relationships the old way by shaking hands, which can't do anymore. Um, like going to events, um, didn't do trade shows and stuff like that, but did a lot of in-person meetups and, um, that's just totally different now. Yeah. So, uh, like luckily, uh, late last year we got into, to podcasting and, and doing some, uh, conversation starters and, and, um, different outbound things to kind of, uh, see how we could scale and grow our, our reach and just our organic relationships that would always come to us through referrals. We were just trying to be in more places and hear more stories and connect more. So, um, that has really accelerated. And I would say um, we've been really fortunate through COVID in that like everyone's gone to that realm, whether they wanted to or not. And it's just a lot cheaper to do now. It, it's a lot more expensive to get on a plane and fly to a city and make a bet on this one relationship is going to be great versus yeah. now people are willing to hop on a 30 minute uh, Zoom. call or Zoom. So yeah. like I'm Zoomed out, but like, <laughs> I'm I'm not like a phone person. I love the face to face, but uh, and I, I kind of like grew up online and like asynchronous communication over text and all that kind of stuff. But like, I love phone calls now because I don't have to show my face. So yeah, it saves you the energy. <laughs> yeah, so much energy, so much energy. It's true. But uh, it's so true, man. It's so true. Yeah, that so so that has been like a huge shift for us personally and we've shifted to all remote so like we had a great office in raleigh and and one that we were opening up in california and um now we are um all remote so all the hiring that we're doing is just looking for uh people all over the world and not being uh, geologically constrained anymore so um and and for the kind of work that we do where uh it's a lot of um really heavy communication and understanding and like working together as a team, like none of the work that we do is siloed, like even the development work, like yeah. when your head's down coding, 
you always have questions and always need to work with somebody else. So, yeah. um, that's, that's been a big shift for us, but like higher level technology shifts that we've seen, like since communication has changed, like telecom has picked up. That's one of our big industries and sectors that we're in. Um, we're, we're, uh, premier partners with bandwidth.com. Now they're a, a telecom provider, like a Twilio competitor. Um, wow. and, but they, they have some, some really great products and services that allow us to like add new functionality to existing products that, um, you couldn't, uh, do or weren't viable in the market before. So oh. like looking for new opportunities like that, I think is, uh, like with telemedicine and all, all that stuff going on. Like there's a lot of innovation, a lot of investment going on there now. Um, but, uh, like there's tons of other, like we can get into all sorts of like blockchain and yeah. that kind of stuff. But, uh, I, I think the, the real innovation is, is more around, how we look at and how we use the technologies that are already viable and already out there in the market. Um, instead of just, again, like focusing on the problem of we need to connect and have these two people communicate with each other mm. versus we just need to put in blockchain in here for no reason. Blockchain is a solution, not a problem. So, yeah. So you're thinking that a lot of organizations now need to, you know, take a step back in the code and during COVID-19 or even post COVID-19 and say, okay, what are some of the problems you're facing within maybe with your customers or within your organization and start working backwards on how to really solve them? Yeah. Yeah. Too often, like you have a salesperson reach out to you and say, Hey, I have this great new product. You need to try it. And it's like, <laughs> but, but and people start thinking about, Oh, I guess I could use that here in my organization or I could use it there. But if they, if they really start and it's just a lot more work to do it this way, I think, like, I think we're just easier and, and more complacent about, uh, like solutions coming to us. Um, but laying out the problem, really understanding like the why behind the problem and then working upwards from there and trying a bunch of different things. Um, and depending on like your capacity, you could try a bunch of different things at the same time or there's a whole bunch of different ways to go about and do it. And like, we have our preferences on how we do that. But um, I, I think that core piece is, yeah, starting with that problem. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. And it's so true. You know, a lot of when, when I talk to entrepreneurs, a lot of them are super excited about their solution, but they're not as passionate about the problem or the customers, right? Which is really, really awkward. It shouldn't be that way. For you, has there been like a framework or authors that you really, really enjoyed learning and reading about? that giving you kind of a powerful framework for problem dissection or customer development. Yeah. There's uh the whole lean series is great yeah. and really pushes on that a lot. Yeah. Reese. For sure. Eric <laughs> Reese has started that. And like, that's been, that's been huge. Um, there's been a bunch of like, uh, like lean customer development has some really specific techniques that we use. Like we use an outbound sales process to test out ideas a lot of the time. Uh, because you're not putting up a website or committing to something. You're sending like one-on-one -on -one email messages to test ideas. Um, so we like cross-pollinate ideas. Like you can use ads to test uh, branding and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, like you don't have to use tools that are out there for their intended purpose or what everyone else is using them for. So um, like we do market research by just running outbound campaigns on email and LinkedIn wow. kind of thing. And it's like a lot of people think that, 
oh, I need to get to a sale using this technique. And it's like, no, we can get value from just how people respond. How many people open up an email based on the title tells you enough about the market and who you're prospecting and all that kind of stuff. So, wow. Um, simple, simple, simple tactics like that without even having to spend like thousands on Facebook ads or Instagram ads or anything like that. Yeah. Money disappears real quick for startups. So, um, I think some of the other books, like, this is a little less typical, but I, I always speak highly of uh, Range by David Epstein. Mm. Um, it talks about, and this is really important for startups, instead of like being a specialist in one deep area. So he compares Tiger Woods to Roger Federer um, because he was a sports author. And um, just that idea that um, you can have a large diversity in what you focus on and or, or what you know and what you're curious about and what value that brings to an innovation step or stage of an organization is very different than a specialist coming in with a phd and like who's really great at one specific task area um and uh he he has a lot of really good like business cases for that on examples with like 3m um and, and some of like their chemical challenges that scientists couldn't figure out for the longest time. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, different ways of looking at things I think yeah. is incredibly important again to like your passion about that problem you're trying to solve that, how you want to change the world. But that solution is probably coming from somewhere you haven't even thought of yet. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the, the powerful things about product development is that if you have a framework and you're really passionate about the customer problem, I mean, customers will tell you what the problem is. <laughs> you just have to co-create it with them. And, you know, for me, super fan, super fan of the Lean series by Eric Ries because it's really big on iterative development versus you build a solution. You think it's the end of that's the end all be all. Yeah, that's that's the beginning. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, the beginning. <laughs> when when we work with startups and we launch their MVPs, like or or even their third version of something, we're like, okay, now you have started the process. Like, we have helped you get started, but this is just the beginning of your journey. Like, you're you're not there yet. So that's true. That's true, man. You know, Dan, we'd love for you to share a little bit more about you know how can people get connected with what Vaporware is doing. And, you know, what, where, where can people follow you and in, in, in the movement that you all are building? Yeah, great. Um, used to be in person, not doing that anymore. So, <laughs> that uh, <is> great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, just search for me, Dan Moore, Vaporware. Um, I, I would also say just vaporware.net. It's a great place to find us. We have uh, a ton of insights and, and just content and articles, and I'm always curious, have our contact information out there always curious what challenges are out there and willing to uh interested in talking with people love it man love it man you know what one of the have you leave our amazing guy community with a powerful takeaway what technology or not even technology what do you think is the biggest problem that entrepreneurs or anyone should be focused on solving right now in your mind Ooh. Ooh. man there are a lot of problems out there i don't i don't know how you can compare some of them um <laughs> Ooh. I, I would say that at least in my world and what I'm faced with all the time and, and healthcare mm. is so vital, so intertwined with everyone's financial and economic status and mm. uh, 
that just that's just so right for change like yeah. there's so many better ways to do it and uh we we need to solve that and, yeah. and unfortunately i don't think it's something that one person can solve but i think there are some powerful leaders out there that can definitely uh move us in the right direction 100 100 so hey if you're listening to this and you're a founder and you're an entrepreneur look Build something in the healthcare space because people need it, especially mental health, especially given what's going on right now. Dan, it was so lovely having you on the show, man. Can we please have you on for a future episode? Hopefully when you you write the book on product development and, and customer co-creation. Yeah, absolutely. I would be more than happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Thanks so much, brother. Talk to you Thanks. soon. <laughs> and that was the awesome Dan Moore, CEO of Vaporware. Make sure you check out what they're doing and leading and helping startups and companies build customized solutions that truly, truly allow them to modernize and innovate for their customers. You've been tuning in with us for quite some time. Whoever you are, wherever you're listening from, thank you. We appreciate you. We want to let you know that we're grateful for you. Oakland, if you're in the building, show us some love. What are you doing this weekend? Please enjoy your weekend. Make sure you stay safe. Don't, 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 don't do anything that you're not going to be proud of this weekend. Enjoy yourself, but take care of yourself as well. And then more importantly, if you are excited and down with the movement that we're building with Guide, show us some love and definitely check out guideapp.co. Tell your mom to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Guideapp.co. Ooh, look, look, look at that. Ah, boom, on point. Check out guideapp.co. Check out our early access. We're building, we're leading. You had a chance to talk with one of our amazing creators, Kim Ferrante herself. He talks a lot about and creates a lot of courses around personal development and career development and how do you take control of what's within your locus of control. Those are the types of amazing creators we have on Guide. And we're always looking for amazing creators who want to be on Guide. So show us some love. Reach out to us if you are interested in being a Guide creator. And also if you're interested in supporting our movement and allowing our platform to be your platform. With that said, let us know how you're doing. Give us some feedback on how you enjoyed this episode. And as always, take care of yourself. And with peace, love, and abundance, I'm wishing you a fantastic weekend. All right, y'all. Talk soon.